0: What's up? Welcome to another episode of Finesse Media Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Finesse Media. I got my co-host, Treats a millionaire in the building with me. And let's start the show.
1: Welcome to another episode of Finesse Media Podcast. Season two with your host, Ken Finesse Media and co-host, Treats a millionaire. As the hosts gather their show notes and stage the studio for their next guest, Sit back, sit back, turn up your volume. volume, and get ready for something brand new.
0: Another episode of Finesse Media Podcast Season 2 I'm your host Ken Finesse Media I got my co-host Trees a millionaire in the building Trees, what's up man? What's up, what's up, what's up? You already
2: know who it is It's your girl, Trece a millionaire
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah Welcome to another episode And again, if you're listening to us on Spotify Our Heart Radio Apple Podcast, Google Play Music Stitcher, Blog Talk Radio The list goes on and on But please make sure that you're hitting the subscribe or follow button so that you'll be notified when new episodes are released. And so, again, each and every week on Finesse Media, we talk to people that's finessing the motherfucking game. And so, just like episodes before, this episode is going to be hot. It's going to be good. We're going to learn something. It's going to be a brand-new day on Finesse Media Podcast. So, we cannot wait to talk to Dr. Della Michael. She has products. She has knowledge. And she's also a dermatologist, certified dermatologist. So, we want to pick her brain Uh, about the things that she's doing um, and the product that she got, you know, out. And so once again, on Finesse Media, we also talk about HBCUs. Myself and co-host Teresa Millionaire are alumni of the University of Arkansas, at Pine Bluff, the flagship of the Delta. We're proud alumni of an HBCU. So we talk about and spotlight an HBCU each and every week. And so if you want your HBCU to be spotlighted on Finesse Media Podcast, hit us up. Vanessa Media Podcast at gmail.com and we'll love to have your HBCU spotlighted and you accompany your university to talk about your experience there so that's what we're doing each and every week Trace was good man Trace is in Kansas City we still quarantine and uh, doing things different in the world uh, as we know it man so how you feeling man how you feeling Trace? And, uh man. in this world
2: Just trying to, you know, stay sane, keep busy, um, be productive during all this that's going on, you know, uh, try to get out of the habit of just doing a bunch of Netflix,
3: (laughs) Mm -hmm. so I've been
2: uh, working on staying productive, doing some stuff that can build my business, Um, signing up, I signed up for some online photography classes so I can... Perfect my skill even more, and that's about it. Just trying to stay busy, stay sane,
3: stay productive.
0: Yeah, stay finessing, and stay doing your thing. And that's all y'all can do out there. So hopefully, you 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 your back moving, your back shaking, or you got products or you got ideas that you're coming up with. Uh, and so as mentioned, we're gonna jump right into the HBCU of the week. Each and every week, we talk about HBCU. So let's get into it. The HBCU of the week. Historically black colleges and universities,
1: commonly called HBCUs, are defined by the Higher Education Act of 1965 as any historically black college or university that was established prior to 1964 whose principle was and is the education of black Americans and that is accredited by a nationally recognized accrediting agency or association determined by the Secretary of Education. It's now time for the Finesse Media Podcast, HBCU of the
3: Week.
2: All right, our HBCU of the Week is Norfolk State University. It is a public historically black university in Norfolk, Virginia. The university is a member school of the Thurgood Marshall College Fund and the Virginia High Tech Partnership. The institution was founded on September 18, 1935 as the Norfolk Unit of Virginia State University. Eighty-five students attended the first classes held in 1935. Mr. Samuel Fisker Scott, an alumnus of Virginia Union and Portsmouth Native, served as the first director with the primary focus of maintaining the solvency of the school. Dr. Lyman Beecher-Brooks, a Virginia Union alumnus succeeded Mr. Scott as director in 1938 and served as provost 1963 to 1969 and the first president 1969 to 1975. In 1942, the school became independent of BSU and was named Norfolk Polytechnic College. Within two years, by an act of the Virginia legislature, it became a part of Virginia State College. Now, Virginia State University. By 1950, the 15th anniversary of the college founding, the faculty and gro- had grown to 50 and the student enrollment to 1,018. In 1952, the college's athletic teams adopted the Spartan name and identity. Ladies and gentlemen, our HBCU of the Week, Norfolk State University.
0: Shout-out to Norfolk State University. That's what I'm talking about. Shout-out to HBCUs. Thank you so much, Trees, for bringing us another HBCU. And uh, Norfolk State University um, is one of, my, one of my favorite schools out in Virginia because they have this, this helmet. Trees will know about it from the band is where I'm going. That helmet that they wear, uh, the, the, the band members, it, it's very different. The Norfolk State, I believe it's Trojans. I believe that's their mascot, and that's probably why they wear it. Uh, mm. You're familiar with the... Have you seen that head? That helmet? Uh-huh. <laughs> the shit look hella tacky. Uh, I'm not really uh, into it. And But shout out to Norfolk <laughs> uh, State <laughs> <laughs> University. But that's how I know them. They have a really good uh, trumpet section. The, the trumpets that they use, Chris, you'll sure know it. It's the trumpet trumpet that goes up. It just like stand up. You know what I'm talking about? Yep, yep. I'm listening. I don't
3: know. I'm, I'm trying to I
2: don't tell don't the people the name. Dave. I can't I don't know. know the name. Oh, my bad. Okay, I so know the one trumpet. thing they do have is a crushing drum line.
0: Yeah, the drum line is tough. Yeah, Norfolk State University, thank you for being our HBCU of the week. Uh, once again, and just like I mentioned, Finesse Media, we talk about HBCUs and spotlight in HBCU each and every week. So hit us up, check our Facebook out, our Instagram out, or send us an email if you want your HBCU to be spotlighted. We'll take a quick break, a music break, and we're going to jump into our Finesse of the week, which is Dr. Della Michael. Talk to her about all the things that she's doing. She's a board-certified dermatologist. I need to get some skin care done, all this quarantine, and try to figure out, should I be sitting in the sun since we shouldn't be you know, doing the whole being outside? So what should I be doing? So Dr. Della Michael, I want to talk to you about that. And uh, we'll be back for the next media podcast.
3: There is always a curious tie at some point between the fall and the creation. In this ghastly risk is uh, the condition of their being life.
0: Make you my boot. See, she had me out the loop, and they give that girl the boot. Now I'm focused on you. So, girl, what it do, baby? Had the kawaii on you, take you with me to kawaii on ya. Keep it pimping super fly for you. Like that man from Bethesda, the sun the live is one. Uh, I'm the answer, like I'm the I love you feeling, feeling. You're laughing. over me. shut out to Philly Mootime, man. That's <laughs> track trees. It's like a mood, it's definitely a mood Shout out to Philly Mood
2: Oh yes, Shout it's out a Yeah, I you. appreciate it Yeah, you know, track. that's one of the many, many, many things I do So if you are a musician out there And you need some dope horn parts For whatever track that you're doing Holla at me, make sure you holler at me I would love to lace your track with some smooth grooves On the trumpet, you feel me? <laughs> on the trumpet <laughs>
0: On the trumpet, keeping it moving, keeping it smooth, man. On finesse media, like I mentioned a ton of times, we talk to people that's finessing the motherfucking game. So again, on this episode, we got a finesse and joining us from the New York area, New York City, New York, man. For the first time, joining us on the first on the finesse media podcast season two, man. I want y'all to make some noise and get ready to get some information from our special guest of this episode, man. Make some noise for Doctor Della Michael. That's what we're going to keep so doing Thank you be- Thank you You're very welcome You're very, very welcome, Doctor And so to be in the most professional way, Doctor We're going to give a bio to our listeners Because if you don't know who Dr. Della Michael is We're going to tell you who she is And then we're going to jump into the conversation Trees, let the folks know who Dr. Della Michael
3: is
2: Absolutely So today we have Dr. Della Michael She is tenacious, innovative, and resourceful These are just a few words to describe Dr. Della Michael, the highly regarded leading authority in the field of general and cosmetic dermatology. Dr. Della Michael is a board certified dermatologist specializing in general dermatology, dermatologic surgery and cosmetic dermatology in Manhattan, New York. She is an assistant professor of dermatology at the prestigious Mount Sinai School of Medicine where she teaches residents and medical students. Doctor Della Michael is a diplomat of the American Academy of Dermatology and the American Society for Dermatologic Am I saying that right? Dermatologic surgery. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Finesse Media Podcast. Dr. Della
4: Michael.
3: Once again, once again.
4: Thank you so much for having me.
0: You're very welcome, doctor. Thank Thank you. you so much for joining us. And I think it couldn't come at a better time during the quarantine where most of us is being away from the sun and we're not being, you know, out, you know, doing our regular routines. So that's my first question, really. What should we be doing in the house to keep our skin looking healthy since we can't get that vitamin D?
4: So you know that's a great question, and thank you so much for having me on this show. And you're welcome. you know, still being healthy and being safe during this very very trying time. So the most important thing to do is to make sure that you know you are mentally healthy. You know, there's a lot of things going on right now. There's a lot of anxiety, and stress can definitely wreak havoc on the skin. So the most important thing when you're at home is to make sure that you're taking the time to check into yourself and make sure that you are being um, emotionally well and mentally well, and obviously also taking all the precautions very seriously so that, that way you can stay safe. So that's the most important thing.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
0: because I can't wait, Doc, to get back into the sun and do my regular routines, and so, you know, we know that you are a board-certified a dermatologist. How long have you yes. been – you know, doing what you're doing. I would say finessing the game. So how long have you been finessing the game, Doc?
4: So I went into uh, dermatology uh, back in 2007. So that was when I started my dermatology residency. And then I finished my dermatology residency in 2010. So this is my 10th year actually being out in practice. So, if you add that to the three years of residency as well, that's 13 years that I've been doing this, though, that I've been wow. finessing the game.
0: Mm, yes, no. I've been finessing the game. There you go.
4: Yes, yes, <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> so what is, tell us some good skin care routines for people to do because it seems like, and I can say even for myself, just we don't know what we are supposed to be doing to get good looking skin other than drinking a bunch of water. So tell us some routines that um, people can do as well as after that, tell us some maybe over the counter products to cleanse the skin, skin that works really good.
4: Okay, great. Yeah, that's a really good question. So the most important thing to do is, you know, to make sure that you are not exposing your skin to the sun unnecessarily. It's great to have sun exposure, but you want to make sure that you are wearing sunscreen or you are outside or outdoors before the hours of 10 a.m. or after the hours of 4 p.m. because anything but any exposure between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. can be dangerous because that's when the ultraviolet beams, the rays are very strong in the sky. So the most important thing is to make sure that you are not exposing yourself to dangerous on exposure that can cause problems. Now, in terms of washing the skin, you want to get a very good gentle cleanser that's going to help to keep the chemistry balance of the skin um, in the, the very narrow range that it's supposed to be. So the skin should have a, something called like a protective barrier called an acid mantle. And sometimes people use very, very strong cleansers that can actually disrupt that acid mantle. So that's the reason why I typically recommend a very gentle cleanser for patients. So now, if you are just looking for something to get over the counter, you can look into uh, some of the brands that are very popular, like Aveeno brand, um, Neutrogena products, Cetaphil, CeraVe products, Eucerin products. Those products are really good for just a general purpose type of gentle cleanser for the skin. The same thing with a, a facial lotion um, a lot of this brands also again they have some really good lotions that you can use but the most important thing is make sure you're not doing anything that can disrupt the acid mantle of the skin and because once you disrupt the acid mantle of the skin that can kind of predispose you to irritation to discoloration and stuff like that now there hmm. are some people that do need a doctor or a dermatologist to help them manage their skin. So if you don't already have a dermatologist, make sure you're making an appointment with a board certified dermatologist as soon as you're able to. Given the fact Mm -hmm. that now everybody's quarantined and everybody's uh, on self isolation type uh, situation, this is probably not the best time to go out and seek, um, a consultation from a, a board-certified dermatologist but once everything kind of goes back to normal then you definitely want to make sure that you are seeking the you know um, visit with a board-certified dermatologist to make sure that they are evaluating your skin to make sure that you don't have anything that could be a problem on the skin and then the last thing that I wanted to mention is that people of color also get skin cancers so there is a myth out there that people of color don't get skin cancers there are some skin cancers mm-hmm. that are very common, and they are more common in Caucasian skin types or in lighter skin types. But people of color can get skin cancers, and some of the skin cancers that people of color get, they can be very deadly because by the time they're diagnosed, they've had time to fester and really metastasize into the body. So it's really important that while you are seeking Uh, wellness and you are seeing your primary doctor and you're seeing any specialist that you're seeing, but you're also making appointments to make sure that your skin is also examined to make sure that you don't have anything that could be life-threatening on your skin.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: No, that's definitely what's up. And, And so, I mean, when you're seeing so many different patients, Doc, what are you seeing or what's the most problematic issues that you've seen with people's skin?
4: The most common uh, concern that I see will be, especially in my patients of color, will be acne and some of the sequelae, or meaning like the manifestations of acne once you've kind of gone through it. So sometimes people mm-hmm. have acne and then it leads to scarring on the skin. So dark spots, sometimes you have like some pitted scars, some ice-tick scars on the skin. So that is very, very common. Then the, I would say the other really common um concern or dermatologic concern that I see in my patients will be hair loss. Uh, mm-hmm. Hair loss is very common in women of color and even men of color because, you know, a lot of times we do a lot of different things to our hair. We relax the hair. We put it in very tight braids sometimes or very tight ponytails. We're wearing weaves, extensions. So a lot of times, uh, all those processing of the of the hair can actually cause trauma to the hair, and that can cause um, long term side effects such as hair loss that can be permanent in some situations.
3: Hmm. And,
0: and what I face a lot. Oh, wow. And what I face a lot is being, I guess, and and just going to the doctor is examining. I guess going to the doctor discovering it's more of an Af- African American issue, predominantly, I guess, or more prime, more you know primary and and that but have you seen or what's your your tips about dieting for dieting for eczema prone patients like myself because when the season change doc shit go crazy i'm sorry i gotta get the yore oh i gotta get the protozoan <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what's some tips about dieting for you know patients or people like myself that has exa- you know eczema eczema you know how you choose to say it
4: that's a, that's a great question, and, you know, I get asked that a lot. So a lot of times when people have any medical concern, whether it's asthma, whether it's acne, people want to know if there's a way that they can control it at home without Ooh. using any medication. Help so me the first question that people ask me is, uh, is there any diet I should do? You know, is gluten-free diet, you know, what you would recommend? The truth is we don't have a general consensus at this time in the medical uh, community as to what diet is prescribed for any dermatologic issue.
2: And the mm-hmm. reason why is
4: this is not something that has been studied or even if it's been studied, we don't have a large uh, sample size. So mm. based on that, we really can't stay with a lot of assurance that this diet is better than that diet. Um, but Eczema can be very successfully managed. There's a lot of new medications on the market. They're very safe that you can use to control eczema. So I have a lot of patients with eczema who are, you know, in their late twenties, in their thirties that will tell me sometimes that their eczema has never been well controlled. And once we start the right regimen for them, their eczema becomes a thing of the past where Yeah, they still have eczema because we don't have a cure for it at the moment, but they can control it where, you know, they know what to do as soon as they start getting that initial itch when the weather changes or when the Mm seasons change. So at this point, I would recommend a balanced diet and um, just, you know, if you do have any skin concerns or any challenges with your skin, make sure you are visiting your doctor and you are coming up with a plan with your doctor as to how to first of all control any issues you may currently have and then also how to prevent further issues once everything is under control
0: okay absolutely i'm writing this down writing <laughs> now this let's down.
2: talk let's talk about dark spots and hyperpigmentation what is something that people can do um, to kind of control that and fade the dark spots without, um, let's say getting the prescription. Like, what do you do for that?
4: Unfortunately, uh, discoloration or dark spots on darker skin individuals is very difficult to treat, and a lot of times you really need to see a dermatologist who is very experienced. So. There aren't that many things that I can recommend over-the-counter. That's just the nature of what it is. If you think about it, dark skin, the reason why we are darker skin is because we have very efficient melanocytes. So those are the cells that produce melanin. And anytime you have any injury or anytime you go out in the sun, you can have um, creation of more melanin. And that's the reason why we have dark spots. So typically... We are trying to make the skin do what uh, we, we're trying to make it go against what it's naturally, um, you know, um, able to do. And that can sometimes lead to problems. So, the reason why I would recommend that anytime that you have discoloration, you should seek the care of a dermatologist is because a lot of times I see people that come to my office because they've watched some show on social media or some. Blog, they've read some blog that recommended something and then they end up buying the products and, and they're actually worse off than when they started with the treatment that they did over the counter. So it's really not something that I would recommend that someone should manage on their own. Now, there are some people um, that will post videos on social media of how they successfully treated their skin concerns one thing that I want to make sure that your audience and your listeners realize is that what works for person A may not work for person B. So just because mm-hmm. person A is raving about a successful treatment doesn't mean that it's going to work for person B. Sometimes I have identical twins in my practice where what treatment works for person, uh, identical twin A, doesn't work for identical twin B. So it's really important that anytime that you are treating any discoloration on your skin, or even your skin concerns, you should be seeking the care of your board-certified dermatologist. Especially because skin of color, darker skin individuals, anytime you have injury to your skin, that can cause very, very pronounced darkening of the skin because that's what our skin is supposed to do. So that's mm. the reason why you don't you want to make sure that you're not doing anything that can actually make the discoloration worse.
2: Absolutely. You're dropping some good information on here today. Now, tell us what your personal skincare uh, routine looks like.
4: Oh, great. Yeah. So that's actually one of the things that I love to share with people. So I am on social media. I am at Radiant Skin NYC. And I do have some videos that I've actually highlighted some of my skincare products that I use and how I use them. And if your listeners are curious or if they're wondering how they can uh, find my products, you can go to shop. shop.drdalenmichael.com, and, and then you can see the product that I'm going to be talking about. So for me, I have a condition called melasma, which is uh, discoloration of the skin, on, like on the cheeks and on the forehead. That usually comes about after you've had either a pregnancy or... You know, sometimes, anytime, you know, you've had any kind of hormonal surgery. So patients can have it when they've had, uh, when they've started a birth control pill, when they've started uh, menopause, or after they've had kids. So I do have kids, and um, I developed melasma after having my first son. So what I use, I use uh, the skincare product in my purification line, and I use the cleanser in that line. And that cleanser, what it does is it helps to exfoliate my skin so that that way I don't have any uh, discoloration. And also it prepares my skin so that that way the serum that I'm going to be using can actually penetrate and uh, really serve the purpose that I'm using it for. Then the next step is I use, uh, from my purification line, I use my uh, brightening serum. So it's called the ADM Intuitive Brightening and Correcting Serum. And this serum has a lot of very... Uh, proven and specially formulated ingredients to help address discoloration and also to help um, just tame the skin so your skin is not so irritated. And I use that twice a day. I use that serum twice a day. And depending on what time of the year it is, sometimes it's really dry outside and I want to use a moisturizer. Mm -hmm. So after that, I use uh, there's a moisturizer in my skincare line called Hydra Drench. It's a very good moisturizer. So I use that on my skin. And then I use a sunscreen. Then I go outdoors, go about what I do. Now, when I come home at night, I want to wash off all the pollution and all the all the mess. And, you know, New York City is very dirty, so I want to wash all that dirt off my skin. So sometimes Absolutely. I use the, the Purifying Cleanser again, or sometimes I will use uh, a cleanser from my Regeneration line because as I'm going to bed at night, I want to make sure that my skin is regenerating all the antioxidants and all the good things while I'm going to bed. So I Mm -hmm. use the regenerating cleanser and I use my uh, night serum as well. And everything, again, is on my website, com so that people can actually just look at the products and look at the ingredients and see um, how those products can be beneficial for them. So that's for me because I, because of my concern. Now, there are some people that have um, very, very sensitive skin. So I have a, a, a line of products that's called a calming product. So it's part of my skincare line. And these products are really good to help to calm down any irritation that you have on your skin. So the cleanser is great to um, make sure that your skin doesn't get too inflamed or too irritated. And then the moisturizer is also really good. So, but right now I'm using the um, purification line of my skincare product. That's okay. What's up. And Doctor
0: Dr. Michael, I know that you you have this product line, and you you said into it, you know, fine. I wanted to know this uh, the the product that you you mentioned last, the cleanser, is this for men, yes. women? Is this product line only for women? Is it just just for African Americans? Because I need to get some of
4: so it's <laughs> Oh, thank you. It's unisex. It's for men. It's for women. Uh, it's for all skin colors. So, you know, because of the fact that darker skin tone is just a little bit more challenging to really kind of control some of the symptoms that we may have, by definition, if something works really well for a darker skin person, then it would be uh, really good for... Uh, A lighter skin individual Now the converse is not true A lot of products A lot of consumer products out there They're really meant for Caucasians So for lighter skin individuals So they don't really work as well For darker skin individuals So these products are really Specially formulated for darker skin individuals And I do have a lot of my Caucasian patients That that use the products And they love the products And they're able to get really good benefits uh, From using the products Okay. okay.
2: that's that's some good good information. So I have a couple other questions. I'm you know, I got to pick your brain about some stuff. Um sure. talk about like pillowcases. I know everyone's going to think I'm crazy, but I'm asking <laughs> for a reason. How often should people be washing and changing their pillowcases?
4: And they face tags. There we go. That's, a really,
2: <laughs> that's <laughs> a really
4: good question. So it all depends nasty on mother. what you're doing with your hair. So with a lot of women of color that we we use a lot of oils in our hair, we use a lot of products, you know, you might want to wash your pillowcase at least once a week because a lot of that buildup is being transferred to the pillowcase. And if those are not washed, that if your pillowcases are not washed, then you can actually clog up your pores with a lot of those conditioners Leave-in conditioners. So it all depends on how uh, what kind of products you're using in your hair. But I would say that for most of my women of color that use those leave-in conditioners, the creams, the thicker products, the oils, you want to wash uh, your pillowcase at least once a week.
2: Okay. So everyone, you hear it. Don't be nasty, okay? <laughs> wash those pillowcases <laughs> and those sheets once a week. Don't have those same sheets and pillowcases on your bed for a month. That's not good.
0: That's not good. I want to know about that face towel because I I made a post, uh, Dr. Michael, on my Facebook saying how often do you change the face towel? And people were like twice a week, every day, once a week. doctor."
2: And speak not only on the face towel, but using people who use the same towel for their body on their face. Let's
4: talk okay, about that. that. Come yeah. on, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so with the face towel, I typically don't recommend um, that you use a washcloth on your skin. And the reason why is most people don't replace those washcloths on a daily basis. So you should use what the washcloth on your face once, and then you should wash it, and then re- use another one that is clean. If you're not able to use a washcloth, Um, with each use and wash it then you want to use something that's disposable such as cotton pads or something along those lines now in terms of face towel if you're using something to dry your skin so presumably your skin has been washed before you're drying your skin with a face towel you could also use that for about a week it all depends on how clean your skin is after you're washing the skin if you wear a lot of makeup or if you are exposed to a lot of dirt or pollution during the day and you feel like you might have some debris and some residue on the towel, then you may want to replace it more frequently than once a week. So, so that was the question about the face towel. And then what was the other question?
2: So what about the people face. who use the same towel to wash their body and wash their face with? Or using the same towel... Um, to wash their body with every day. Tell us your, um, tell us about that. Your opinion on yeah, that? So,
4: so I don't recommend washcloths, and this is the reason why I don't recommend washcloths. So, most people use their washcloth, and they leave it in their bathroom to dry. So, first of all, you've removed dirt and germs from your skin, and now it's on a moist, um, fabric, and a lot of the germs can actually grow very successfully and very rapidly in that kind of environment. It's humid in the bathroom. The towel is probably damp and warm for a prolonged period of time. So if you use that same washcloth the next day or the next time you shower, you're just transferring the germs back onto your skin and so on and so forth. So I don't recommend a washcloth. I just say use your palms. Most of the time... You don't need to use anything abrasive to wash your skin. You need a really good soap. You need your palms. If you need to use a washcloth, use it the warm time, put it in the washer, or hand wash it and reuse it. So that's what I I typically recommend uh, for most of my patients. Now, the other thing is if you can use a different towel to dry your face than you use for your body, that's best-case scenario. But if you cannot, then I want you to use the towel. You want to dry your skin on your face first before you work your way down, as opposed to drying your body before you dry your face.
2: Absolutely. See, you dropping all the jewels on here today. Like this, this podcast <laughs> here, uh, it's super informative. Like you get into the nitty gritty. Now, speaking on soaps, For people of color, what type of soap should we be using? Like, do you have some brands that you would suggest are better than others, as far as like um, bar soap or body wash? Like, what are good products for people of color?
4: I like um, cleansers, so like things that you can squirt out of a jar. A lot of times, bar soap is the same process as a towel, you leave your bar soap in the bathroom. Germs grow on it. It's warm. It's damp in the bathroom. So I typically avoid bar soap. But if you can use a cleanser, something you can squirt out of a jar. I like um, Aquaphor makes a really good product. I typically get that online. Uh, So your favorite online distributor or your favorite online store usually carries the Aquaphor uh, cleanser. Or Eustrine has a really good product. Aveeno has a really good product. Um, dove for sensitive skin is really good. So I usually like to do the fragrance-free gentle cleansers. A lot of times people like using the products that smell so good, but those products sometimes have ingredients in them that can dry the skin out um, excessively, and that can lead to eczema or itchy rashes on the skin. So I usually mm. avoid anything that has a very strong scent. I usually go for things that are fragrance free now fragrance free is not the same as unscented unscented just means that they've added some kind of fragrance to mask another fragrance so unscented mm. means that it does have a does have a fragrance in it but they've used another scent to mask that so that's what unscented means and it's a little technical but that's just how <laughs> the marketing lingo works so you uh,
3: well, hey, free, the overlay <laughs> so right. for Frequent the overlay, right?
2: free. So mm-hmm. speaking on eczema, to me, you know, I'm not, you know, a medical medical profession, you know, in the medical profession like that. But mm-hmm. eczema and psoriasis seem to be like a very similar um, skin condition. Like, how do the mm-hmm. treatments for your eczema and psoriasis patients? How do they differ?
4: You know what, that's a really good question, and even sometimes in my office when I'm examining patients, especially a person of color, it can be very difficult to tell the difference between eczema and psoriasis. Some of the clues that can really help is the distribution. Eczema tends to be in the elbows, so like the inside part of your elbow. Meanwhile, psoriasis likes to be on the outside part of the elbow. The... um, eczema also likes to be on the inside part of your knees, behind your knees psoriasis likes to be on the knees itself Okay, Mm. so those are just some very broad stroke um, definitions of what those conditions are psoriasis is not as itchy on the body eczema tends to be very itchy now psoriasis on the scalp can be very very itchy and then you know the scaliness that's associated with it The treatment for eczema and psoriasis are very similar to a point. Uh, The mainstay of treatments for eczema and psoriasis are going to be the topical steroid. For the most part, if you go to the doctor or you go to your dermatologist and you have very mild cases of eczema or psoriasis, you will probably receive a topical cream, a topical meaning a cream, which is a steroid that's going to help to calm down the immune system. Now, depending on whether your condition is more severe, your doctor may give you either pills or a new class of medications called biologics. Biologics help to tame a very specific uh, uh, point of your immune system. So that, that way, we're not making you immunosuppressed or immunocompromised, but we're still basically, we're quieting down the arm of your immune system that's causing you to have the itchiness of eczema or the scaliness of psoriasis. So it, it but for the most part, most people that have psoriasis or eczema, the treatment is gonna be the same initially.
2: Okay. I have to get all the inside information. Now, my last question um my little cousin he has I believe you pronounce it as in endiosis, if that's correct um it's like extreme eczema he gets like it looks like the crocodile skin and oh, the only thing, yes yes help itiosis, me out yeah. you like i don't know what she's talking about <laughs> <laughs> but the only treatment that um we have for him is we buy this cream And it literally just like peels, it like burns his skin off, peels that
4: crocodile Mm -hmm.
2: layer off. Is there anything Mm -hmm. else? Because they're like, oh, that's all you can do. And I'm just like, this just doesn't make sense. Like, it has to be something else. Like, is there anything else we could be doing at home? Or are there any other um, type of treatments that are out there that can help with this skin? Because it literally sometimes is like cracking and bleeding and it's just really, really mm. bad. So what is there anything else we could be doing or what you know, what yeah, do we so do?
4: Ickiosis. ichthyosis is sometimes it's hereditary. Um, and the degree of severity can depend on the type of ichthyosis that, you know, your cousin has. So The most common treatment that we recommend for at-home use are going to be things like amlactin, which, yes, they do burn, especially if you have a a crack in your skin. So amlactin has ammonium lactate in it, and amlactin is over-the-counter, so you can get that over-the-counter as a lotion. Or we can use a cream or um, a product that has an ingredient such as salicylic acid. Now, those are things that you can use at home. But if his Ixiosis is really that severe He may benefit from an Oral medication that can help to Reduce that scaliness But it's, a, it's an oral Medication and this is something that his doctor Would assess him Whether he is a good candidate for And then they would start about the medication okay. That treatment is very Successful but it would have To be prescribed by a doctor okay. yeah, I'm lacking it's a very Good start in terms of something you can get over the counter and something that you can use but it does sting if you if you have any cuts in your skin.
2: Okay. I had to see I had to get KB I had to get get in there and no, get all I mean, the, the answers to the questions from no, her. no because you see that.
0: You see with, with me my case of and I mean listen to doctor she said like a topical cream of, and the differences between the psoriasis and the eczema and I definitely based off the doctor's explanation sound like I have just the eczema because I can put the cortisone and it's behind my my kneecap or my leg and not really on mm-hmm. top no so I appreciate it doc for the information I hate it it comes in seasons I don't, I don't I don't deal with it you know throughout the year it's around this time where we're transitioning from like that fall or winter spring mm-hmm. season where the pollen is heavy and you're yeah, out in the yard and that whole bit um so, no, I, I really do thank you, and I do appreciate the gems that was being dropped um, you know, for a lot of our listeners. But before you go, I do want to let you uh, tell me and tell our listeners about Sheen Magazine. How did you get started with that?
4: So, um, I actually was um, contacted um, by Sheen Magazine because they wanted me to um, answer some questions. So, I, you know, I answered the question, and um, here we are. <laughs> so you provide
0: a column for Sheen Magazine for from expert opinions.
4: No, so I'm not I'm not a regular. So it was a one time thing where they reached out to me and I answered some questions that it had about skincare in that particular magazine.
0: Oh, okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Totally, totally. No, that's absolutely. Hopefully, that was impactful for a lot of their readers and subscribers. It was. Uh, and I saw you know, the saw that. thing in Sheen. about
4: that. The interesting thing about that article was that uh, I talked about um, you know hand washing and what I would recommend and uh, lo and behold a few weeks later there was um, the, this pandemic you know came out and one of the recommendations was make sure you wash your hands so it was very timely because then people could refer to the art um, to the magazine or to the article to kind of you know, get some guidance as to what to mm-hmm. use to wash their hands, and, and what uh, to do, how to just care to, for their hands.
0: Yeah, and what to do to stay safe. And yes. one last thing because this pandemic is crazy, and a lot of you know there has been some you know some fatalities happening as a result. Has there been any skin problems that's been severe, uh, you know, to deaths or any health problems, severe hair problems?
4: Yes. So, actually, I'm glad that you brought that up because one of the things that I've been seeing lately, so I provide virtual consultations. I I no longer see patients in person, but I'm still seeing patients virtually. And in my virtual consultations, a lot of my patients are complaining of skin issues on their hands because a lot of times they'll wash their hands with um, very, very irritating soaps. So I typically I I, I recommend um, products for them that they can use, but this is just one of those things that we have to do. Especially uh, some of my patients or some of my people that I've seen who are, you know, at the front lines, they still have to wash their hands, and mm-hmm. oftentimes you have to use a very strong antiseptic soap, and those soaps can be very aggressive on the skin. So I've actually had quite a few people who. I've diagnosed with a new onset of hand dermatitis, which is like a hand wrap mm. that's uh, resulting from the use of the soaps. But I still tell them, you got to wash your hands. This is one of the yeah. ways that we can stay safe. So you got to wash your hands and we treat it to the best of our ability. So mm-hmm. that's one of the things that I've been seeing a lot of um, with this um, pandemic that's going on. Yeah. Because so I was saying now, that too, like
0: I was saying to my co-host, like, the right side of my hand, like the finger, it's like hella ashy all of a sudden. And it's almost <laughs> becoming an irritation mm-hmm. to where I put some of that cortisol, yeah. Doc, I was telling you, on the back of my leg. Now I'm putting the shit on yeah. top of my hand because it's super ashy and it's now irritating yeah. the hell out of me. So, But I know we got to keep washing our hands.
4: Yeah, you know, and the cortisone is a good idea. So I typically will recommend hydrocortisone over-the-counter for my patients. Sometimes I recommend something stronger than that, that is a prescription strength. But, you know, hydrocortisone, if you already have a cortisone that you've got over the counter, that's a really good place to start. So that that way, if you have any irritation on your skin, you can put it on twice a day to help calm things. But obviously, things are not getting better, then you want to see your doctor and make sure that you are getting that addressed. Mm -hmm. Now,
2: last question. I promise, last question, then I'm done. What is a good moisturizer um, that people can use, especially people who have super sensitive skin? What is a good moisturizer that you can use for super sensitive skin?
4: Okay, so I'm going to give you uh, five of my top over-the-counter res- uh, moisturizer that I recommend to my patients. Come I on, love it. Top five, top five? the top 5. I'm going to give you the top 5. And this is going to be very very valuable for your for your listeners. I love Emlakin. So you mentioned that your cousin uses it for his, you know, dry, scaly skin for his eczema. Yes. And is by far the most affordable kind of like anti-aging, anti-pigmentation so, you, we talked about how do you Watch take out now. Anti- So, it's anti-aging because it has alpha hydroxy acid. See, and it's also I'm great have, for I'm going to be putting it from
2: head to
4: oh. toe. Yeah, so this is great. It also helps with stretch marks. So, that is a great one. But again, oh. don't forget, it stings. If you have any cuts in your skin, it's going to sting. But it's not to the point where... You're going to be like, oh, my God, I want to wash it off. But it does sting. So that's what your listeners should know. So that will be my number one.
2: Okay. I've can you spell it for
4: myself. our listeners? Yes. Yes, I can. So the brand is called m So it's A as in apple, M as in Mary, L as in Larry, A as in apple, C as in cat, T as in Tom, I as in ice cream, and M as in Nancy. And this is Latin Lotion. Again, you can get this online from most of your online stores. So Target, Walmart, Amazon. And if you do have a Costco, which I usually get mine from Costco, you can certainly get it from Costco. So that's my number one that I like. Number two, I like Aquaphor. Aquaphor is an ointment, so it's a greasy ointment. It's great because... It really helps with people that have eczema type skin. It's very heavy, but it's really, really good. So I like Aquaphor. And if you want, I can spell that, but most people are familiar with Aquaphor.
2: Yes, yes. We know. We got the my Aquaphor. <laughs> hopefully,
4: they, my third hopefully one, they got it. <laughs> my third one is Eucerin Lotion. I like the Eucerin Advanced. Repair lotion because again that also has alpha hydroxy acids in it and it goes on it does a great job with moisturizing the skin. Then I like Cetaphil products, so Cetaphil lotion is really really good. And then to just wrap everything up, I like um, Cerave products. So Cerave is another over-the-counter product that i like to use for really sensitive skin and they are they're great for um for dry skin sensitive skin or acne prone skin in general
2: okay so you got her top five and make sure you are tuning in listening in that is excellent I really appreciate you, Dr. Della, for coming on and being so open to all of our questions and answering, because I know we were racking your brain, picking your brain. Thank, but thank you, you so for, much. Yeah, thank fun. you. Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. We're, we're definitely glad that you came on. Now, before we let you go, you have to tell us the website where people can buy your skincare products, as well as where they follow you to see your skincare regimen, and if they just want to tap into everything you're doing, please let the listeners know where they can tap into everything about Dr. Della Michael.
4: Thank you. So my main hub is RadiantSkinNYC.com. That's my website. And from the website, you can go to the link or to the tab that says store, and that's going to take you to shop that, drdellamichael.com and if you want to follow me on Instagram where I have some videos of me using the skincare products that I talked about earlier, my Instagram handle is at Radiant That's
0: what's up That's what's up. Dr. Della Michael in the building dropping jewels. Thank you so much for coming on to are most welcome podcast. Thank you so much you're very welcome. Doc come back anytime when you're part of, um, your product um your 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 next line cuz I know that you'll expand the line already. Yes. Check out your new products. You I'm going to get some of that um product for my skin Dr. Della Michael and I'll tag you in it when I'm wearing it. I probably do a video and probably you. tag in it, Cleaning my the skin up, getting all you. fresh. Absolutely. you like it. <laughs> <laughs> getting I'm ready a ready for post that. quarantine, Doc Thank you so much, Doc, again, for joining the podcast and shout out to your 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 manager, Doctor Salisha, who is doing phenomenal things. She's also a finesse um of the show. So again, Doc, thank you thank so you. much for joining us this afternoon.
4: Thank you and stay safe. Bye bye.
0: Thank you, you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. What Bye-bye. a good episode. What a good finesse, trees.
2: Oh yeah, let me tell you. She is on the tippy top of her field, okay. Yep. Because I, I, you know, I had to pick her brain. I'm like, okay, we have a doctor on the show. She's a dermatologist at that. So I have to get some inside scoop, inside information from her. And she made sure to not only take her time and answer all of the questions that we had, but she went in depth. She elaborated. She did it with such finesse. So shout out to Dr. Della Michael. Make sure y'all following her Go get her products I know I'm going to get them Ken said he's going to get them And you know we got to do a video You know washing our She's face clean And doing up. the thing yeah, yeah, cleaning up.
0: Do a skincare. Let's do a skin care uh, challenge Let's do that Because these people ain't been outside We don't know who been cleaning their skin Who ain't been cleaning their skin So we probably get right. some of that product Encourage our listeners and our followers to uh, Get the product And let's do a skincare challenge Let's clean our skin, Absolutely. post it Hashtag Radiant Skin. And uh, let's make it happen, man. Shout out to Mike. Do- and Dr. clean those, those
3: pillowcases. <laughs>
2: <laughs> clean ah. them pillowcases and stop using them dirty washcloths. Listen. You heard it first from the doctor. Stop from it. The do- stop it. Listen. Stop listen. It. listen. That man, might be listen. the reason your skin's breaking out. <laughs> it could be those pillowcases and them washcloths.
0: Listen. That y'all. might
2: be the reason.
0: It might there be The pillowcases the, fa- the, the face towels The bath towels The whole bit man mm-hmm. But I'll tell you man Finesse Media Podcast We bring on people That's finessing the game And Dr. Della Michael You're definitely One of our them, oh, finessers yeah, yeah. And you're finessing the game So keep doing it Keep rocking it And Trees, You know what's so funny My mom has sent me a voicemail And we'll probably run this out uh, uh, On the outro But my mom sent me a voicemail And my mom My mother listened One of my biggest supporters And she listened season one every single time because we were live but um, <laughs> this season she's been kind of like backed up y'all and she hasn't had a chance to listen to the many episodes that we've had so <laughs> as a real quick outro man and my mother true fashion i want y'all to hear the voicemail and i'll put this out here on public but what my mother she's allowed me to do this as well by the way but I'll tell y'all, man, get you a supporter. Keep finessing the game. Listen to us each and every week on Finesse Media Podcast Season 2. We have an our relaunch party, our season wrap two party in Dirty, Dirty Dallas, Texas, August the 22nd. And, man, let me tell you, if you get you a supporter, you get you somebody like my mother who's going to support you and holding it down. My mother got caught up on all the episodes, Trees, and she dropped this one on me this morning. Here we go. We'll be back. We'll see you next week.
3: me a call. I got to tell you about this, y'all, y'all podcast. It's going, that that shit is going the fuck on. Okay? I got to call you. You got to call me back when you get a chance.
4: I got
1: to- Thank you for listening to another episode of Finesse Media Podcast. Make sure that you hit the follow or subscribe button to be notified when new episodes are released. Also, make sure that you are following us on all of our social media pages instagram we are at finesse media twitter check us out at underscore finesse media and on facebook finesse media llc see you next week with something brand new